Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. But what you do need to do is check out this week's Couch Potato podcast, where Lucas and I dig into the 1985 classic Back to the Future with special guest Luke Frost. Just hit play and check it out. Welcome back to the Couch Potato podcast. I'm Russ, and with me always is the uh, Robin and my Batman. Lucas, what's happening, man? What's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good. I'm pretty jazzed about today. Um, I think we're going to watch, like, one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, just uh, recently passed its 35th anniversary. Showing your age there. Yeah. Uh, I did send it a nice gift, though. I sent it a, like one of them edible plant arrangements. Oh, oh. The edible eats, I think. It's like the fruit basket. Very nice. That's what that's what they deserve for 35 years. Um, yeah, uh, Bob Zemeckis. And I get to call him Bob because I had to sit through Beowulf. <laughs> the uh, but we're going to watch Back to the Future today. Um, pretty excited about this. And uh, as always, before we get into the movie, uh, we'll give you a quick tale of the tape. Uh, released on July 3rd, 1985. Oh, before I was even born. Yeah, exactly. So teach you youngins a thing or two about good movies. Um, $211 million in the United States uh, during its run. That's quite a bit of money for it today. Is. Uh, it was uh, number one or number two at the box office for like nine weeks. Wow. And a uh, quick fact for you, you know, it was number uh, what beat it out was a re-release of E.T. Huh. Which, that'll never fucking happen again. Well, I'm sure they'll re-release E.T., but it'll never win again. Well, I mean, that <laughs> even a movie being like number one at the box office for that long, too, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, stars, uh, Michael J. Fox, uh... This is when he was red hot. He had Family Ties, one of the biggest shows on TV, and then jumps right into this. I mean, it's a pretty good gig to have. Yeah, I mean, he was probably king of the world at this point. Um, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Thomas Wilson is Biff, the bully, <laughs> one of the best villains in any movie, and Crispin Glover, who's just a fucking weirdo, but works in this. Hey, you know, whatever, whatever sh- uh, fits, you know, for you at the time. Yeah. Um, another awesome thing, uh, we're actually, we have a third person with us today. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's, uh, super exciting. Uh, do we send him a gift since he's, like, the first guest? We should, like a plaque. Well, I was thinking, like, commemorative, like, attire, like a a windbreaker with our logo on it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Well, like a windbreaker or a hoodie? You, uh, you want to introduce yourself there? Uh, sure. Hi, uh, this is Luke, uh. You can just send me one of those wonderful-sounding edible eats. Uh, just send it on over to Philly. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, I can do that. I think I got a Groupon for it. Hot damn. That's that's what Bob got. He got the Groupon version. And I just hit a drum set. I'm not drunk, I swear. Um, well, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and count this down, get this started. I'm really uh, looking forward to sinking my teeth into this. Um for those of you at home, I think these are on Netflix right now. I'm not sure. Um, if not, you can always rent them on iTunes, uh, Vudu, Fandango now. I'm not paying for that. I mean, it's three bucks. <laughs> I mean, it's a cup of coffee for you guys. Um, but if you've got it queued up and ready, we're going to go ahead and count you down and get this started. Um, so three, two, one, and hit play. All right. Ooh, technology. I know. 
Yeah, so uh, we're in Ohio, and you're all the way over there in Philly, and watching a movie together. We yeah. made it. We did. Twenty is <laughs> finally coming together for us. All right. Well, um, a couple fun facts for this, real quick. Uh, the producer Bob Gale come up with the idea for this. Uh, he wondered what it would be like to go to school with his dad. Huh. So he came up with this, and um, actually, this movie got pat- rejected like forty times around Hollywood. Disney didn't want anything to do with it. They uh, didn't like the uh, the incestuous vibe that this gave off. Hmm. For those of you who've seen it, yeah, <laughs> I mean it is a little weird. It is, but it's fucking awesome though. So, uh, Luke, tell us about your first encounter with this movie. Oh man, um, I was uh, I worked at a video store when I was in when I was in high school. So the dream and. We were only allowed to watch uh, PG movies, but luckily I was smart enough to remember that in the 80s there was really only not there wasn't really any PG 13, so I could get away with watching a lot of uh, questionable material. Not questionable, but so uh, the Back to the Future movies were really in rotation uh, while I was on the clock. So that was. I'm sure I watched it before that, but that's the memory that's really attached to these movies for me. Yeah, I remember uh, when I was a kid, because I, like, I was more than uh, old enough to see these in the theaters, my aunt and uncle bought me a uh, a remote-controlled DeLorean. Oh, very oh. cool. Yeah, it was fucking it was a piece of shit, but it's still <laughs> cool to have. Just like the real DeLorean. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Now, the thing that I've always wondered about this, and there's going to be a few questions that I'll have. Um, has Is anyone looking for Doc Brown right now that he stole plutonium? No, it was, uh, it was apparently terrorists, they said. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, he's connected with this. I don't know. Do you mean, like, is he currently on the run? Yeah, like, is, he on the, is he like Richard Kimball in The Fugitive? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> Another thing of the '80s too is uh, this seemed to be like a small little run of like lazy inventors, where like they just had like machines do everything for them. Like Doc Brown's a fucking horrible dog owner that he can't even get up to feed his dog himself. He's too busy. He's got shit to do. Well, yeah, but I mean, like uh, the dad in Gremlins was the same way. He had these shitty inventions. Honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> well, the, he actually his invention worked because he fucking shrunk his kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nearly got him eaten by an ant. <laughs> Father well, of the year, right there, <laughs> or whatever. No, the ant was their friend. Whatever the hell that thing. Yeah, was. the ant was his friend. Come on, man, get your shit together. <laughs> I just always remember how good those oatmeal giant oatmeal cream pies looked in that movie. <laughs> yeah, and they're like they're not as good as they are in that movie. Like I don't know why. <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to be introduced to the main character, Marty McFly. Such a cool name. It is. I always wanted to do this as a kid. When I got my first guitar, like I always wondered if there was like an amp that actually did this. Is there not? I don't know. I I, I didn't research that far, man. Like I don't have a staff to do this for me. When you've got is two over... kids and a job, like you can only do so much research. Is overdrive like a sta- is that a standard setting? I don't know. And, Another 80s thing is, like, the amount of fucking components he has hooked up to this. Like, look at that. 
and the tiny guitar. <laughs> oh yeah, another '80s relic. Those ugly fucking guitars. Back where we had to get everything smaller. <laughs> and how we revert back to that now. Yeah. I've shown this movie to my son recently, and he doesn't laugh at anything except for that scene right there where he the bookcase falls <laughs> over. He fucking eats that up, but like everything else, like I don't give a shit. Jack loves a pratfall. <laughs> he does. Whoa, I blew up my speaker. Those aviators are still tight as fuck, though. They are. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Doc would be pretty pissed off to see that thing get blown up if he wasn't a fucking fugitive right now. I mean, he didn't even care about his, like, dog food and stuff. <laughs> Place is already wrecked. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, all scientists. I've never seen a scientist that's, like, a neat freak. That jukebox is pretty cool, too. It looks like there's shit inside of it, though. There's a fucking sewing machine in there. Come on, Doc. Look at that old Whopper box down there. Fridge. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure, Luke, you know this, but uh, Lucas, did you know that uh, Michael J. Fox wasn't uh, cast originally as Marty McFly? I did not. It was Eric Stoltz, uh, the drug dealer from Pulp Fiction. The three people that are going to listen to this, that's the only movie that I know of that they'll know him from. Lance. Okay. Which I'm not going what I, I'm not going to say <laughs> what I think of the name Lance. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he uh, filmed like five weeks of this, and then I guess just didn't work out, so they shit-canned him, and then they cast Michael J. Fox, who was the original choice. Well, I think they got it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, I... I remember how exciting it was. I, I forget when it released. Was it maybe for like the 20th anniversary? They actually released some of that footage and it was really wild. Yeah. Um, like I, when I was uh, doing some of my research, uh, John Cusack, C. Thomas Howell, and uh, Johnny Depp all auditioned for this too. Wow. I think I, yeah, I think I just heard about John Cusack this week actually. Like I think it came across my wire. I was like, whoa. Now, he's the one guy that I could see actually do this. Like, if they couldn't get uh, Michael J. Fox, I could see John Cusack doing this. Outside of that, though, like, nobody. Mm-mm. It's too iconic. Yeah. Oh, man, there she is. The best 80s girlfriend of all time, Jennifer Parker. <laughs> Jennifer, not Elizabeth Shue Parker. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, in the sequels, uh, Elizabeth Shue is uh, cast in that role. Do you know why uh, they had to replace her? Her mom had cancer, and she couldn't do it. Claudia huh. Wells, the original. Well, that's awful. I don't know why James Tolkien, the actor that plays uh, Principal Strickland, and he's been in these movies. He was in Top Gun, but I can only remember him as the teacher in Problem Child 2, the one that like has to take a shit real bad, and the toilet <laughs> blows up, and they throw the M80 down. <laughs> That's a legacy. Yeah. I can never shake that when he's like trying to hold it in and like he just skips to the bathroom and then like like 15 minutes later you see him in like this gigantic adult diaper. <laughs> I forgot I all can, about that movie. <laughs> I can't take you seriously anymore after that. Q 
Huey Lewis playing the uh, the head of the talent show. Marty, uh, Marty's kind of a diva right here. Like his band's been like tuning up, and he just kind of comes in cold and. Yeah, for the prom tryout. <laughs> and that's such an 80s band name, too. The Pinheads. <laughs> Man, I gotta get me one of them suits. You should. This would have been better if Huey Lewis actually said, like, listen, kid, you're fucking up my song. <laughs> it sounds nothing like that. And she's such a babe, though. I love Claudia Wells in this. It's like my one of my early crushes was. And I'm not gonna go too far into that, but uh, <laughs> real quick, uh, best '80s girlfriend. I'd say it's either her or Sloane Peterson from Ferris Bueller. Mm, yeah, Sloane Peterson was mine. Oh yeah. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you old guys take this one. I was awfully young in the '80s. You've never seen. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, though? I have, but it doesn't mean I remember the girl and was crushing on her or anything. I mean, look at that, though. Like, Marty was just checking out two girls, and then, like, instead of getting super pissed, she just brings him back in, like, hey, look at... Yeah. Look what you have. And she's like, his band fucking sucks. Let's just be real. (laughs) But she's, like, telling him to send that into the record company, and... Yeah. That's really dated now, too, a record company. Sending in your demo tape. I'm sure they'd love to hear this cover band. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to us butcher Power of Love by Huey Lewis. (laughs) Which is still a great song, by the way. Oh, absolutely. 35 years later. I love Huey Lewis. I was really bummed out. I had tickets to go see him last year, and he had to cancel because of the hearing thing. And, like, I was like, fuck, man. Like, I finally get a chance to see him. Yeah, sports is still front to back. I mean, I know because was Power of Love for this movie, or did that ex- was that pre-existing? It was for this movie. He did this, okay. And then, like, I think uh, they wanted him to do another song, so I think he seen a screening of it, and I think during the screening he was like, "Yeah, I can whip up uh, another song." So I think he wrote "Back in Time." Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Let's see, time travel, back in time. That sounds like an awesome title. I'll whip it up in an afternoon. <laughs> Probably wrote it in like 15 minutes. Yeah. That car is fucking a piece <laughs> of shit for that time. And I bet it's brand new. It looks, it looks crisp. He spends a whole Saturday afternoon detailing it and waxing it. That's what dads do. <laughs> Stop bothering me, honey. I'm detailing the shit box. <laughs> Did he not have her number before that? Well, no, he stayed at her grandma's house. Or she stayed at her. Marty's not staying yeah. at her grandma's house. I was going to say, that, this story just got way more wild. <laughs> what a dynamic. <laughs> Figured we'd switch it up a bit. Is it only me that notices that whenever there's spray paint, there's always Mary? doesn't matter where the spray paint is. 
There's always a Mary in the spray paint. <laughs> really? I never <laughs> noticed that. That'd be one of the first times I've actually noticed the spray paint. <laughs> yeah, every time I watch this, I always end up picking up something new. What a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> Pippa's just a fucking douchebag. It's perfect. Although when you watch this movie, though, he's kind of mellowed out. Like, when you watch this later in the movie compared to the, some of the shit he does do, he's like, okay, he just fucking wrecks his... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he was like a rapist. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, well, I guess he's all right now. He's just wrecking people's cars and getting mad about well, it. Well, he's matured. <laughs> when I was doing a little bit of research in this though I did not know it but shortly I think it was shortly before or shortly after this come out uh, Crispin Glover was on the David Letterman show and he fucking come like millimeters from kicking David Letterman in the face mm -hmm. in interview. oh really yeah, what, like, what were they doing he was just interviewing him and like Crispin Glover's a weird guy I yeah mean, and, I don't know, he just decides to, like, throw a kick and comes inches from kicking David Letterman in the face. They just fucking cut it short and got him the hell out of Dodge. Oh, okay. Yeah, he is, like, the epitome of the eccentric actor. Boy, I tell you what, the advertising in this movie... Oh, yeah. I bet you that's how they funded this shit. I mean, you got Cocoa Krispies, what was that, uh... Like a Miller Lite. <laughs> well, when Steven Spielberg is behind, like a producer on this, like they go all. Mm -hmm. Did it was this was after E.T. You said. Yeah, E.T. was uh, eighty-two, I think. I'm not good my E.T. Uh, my E.T. knowledge, but yeah, I think E.T. was eighty-two, and then yeah, this was That's like two. Yeah. Yeah, it always makes me laugh when people. I remember when. When the Jurassic World or something came out and everybody was complaining about the advertising, I was like, clearly this is from people who haven't grown up with 80s movies because yeah. advertising is was rampant. Those look gross. What like, the hell is that? It's peanut brittle. Oh. Yeah, bowl of brittle. <laughs> it looks like he just threw up in the damn bowl. I did not notice this until yesterday. But Dave McFly plays Jimmy Olsen in the old Superman movies. Huh. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, just a little fun fact for you. And every time I've, like, since I've, like, watched this as an adult, I've always felt that, like, George and Lorraine, like, they were in love. But then, like, I think Lorraine kind of grew disenchanted with George, but then she got pregnant, and then she's just kind of stuck it out with him. Oh, yeah. Because they don't look happy at all. And that fucking no. makeup that they've used on Leah Thompson hasn't aged. It's a crime. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. I'm like, oof. <laughs> they did her wrong. <laughs> Man, if this only came out around the time of The Nutty Professor. The remake, not the original. But Eddie Murphy <laughs> somehow it's done. Well, while we got a little bit of a break, I've uh, done a little bit more research. You know, the original name that uh, the head of Universal wanted to call this, he wanted to call it, uh, let me grab my notes here. 
Uh, he wanted to call it Spaceman from Pluto. Ugh. That's a little on the nose now, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think they picked the right title. Yeah, I think they got it right. Plus, the logo is pretty recognizable, too. Oh, yeah. You could put any words in that, like, font and color, and I'd be like, it, it just screams back to the future. We should get business cards in that font. <laughs> like, what do you guys do? Like, uh, well, I work a shitty retail job, but I'm also a podcast producer, and just have it in that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be memorable. Of course, the, yeah, I mean... I mean, the show would have to be good, too, so, like... <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're halfway there. <laughs> you got the cards. <laughs> well, if you've seen American Psycho, the cards are half the battle. According to that movie, it's like the whole battle. That'll have to be one that we'll have to watch sometime, too. What was it? American Psycho. Oh, okay. To this day, when Jen says something, my wife, when she says something funny that I don't think is that funny, I do that. <laughs> but she loves that. Yeah, she fucking hates it. I don't know about you guys, but seeing, uh, after watching all this, I really want a Pepsi now. I think this movie's doing its job. <laughs> a Pepsi or a Pepsi free? Oh, yeah, I did see that. What was it, like one calorie? Yeah, those were around for a hot minute. I just want a giant bowl of peanut brittle. Ugh. <laughs> Have at it, friend. Yeah, it's all you, bud. <laughs> Pour it like a bowl of cereal. Speaking of Huey Lewis's sports, did you see the poster in his, his room? I did. I, I, I did. I, I'd never seen that until just now. I mean, it's an amazing album. It is. It's really good. That one, and I, I listen to that one regularly, and the Hall of Notes, like the best of they released just as an album filler, but it became like a best of because it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought in a Back to the Future episode we'd have Hall of Notes and Huey Lewis together? <laughs> <laughs> it's a natural progression of things. All right, I think we've made it. I, I've changed my mind. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that camcorder. It's fucking sweet. Now, this is an 80s entrance if I've ever seen one. I'm gonna Actually, this is how I'm going to start pulling up to work. <laughs> Are you going to use dry ice or a fog? I said, <laughs> my question, too. <laughs> Whatever's cheaper. Well, fuck, now I actually have to get to work a little early now. Instead of being like, <laughs> chronically like seven minutes late. <laughs> the fucking DeLorean. Now, now, go ahead. I was gonna say he he looked really confused, but I'm pretty sure that's just how every old person looks when they get out of their car. Like, where the hell am I at? <laughs> I think I saw Christopher Lloyd looks. Oh yeah, that's true. And did you know uh, John Lithgow was originally the front runner to play Doc Brown? Really? Yeah, I like John uh, Lithgow, but nah. Yeah, I can see it, but I'm glad I don't have to watch it. <laughs> right, man. John Lithgow and Eric Stoltz kind of be a. Lithgow would have to do a lot of the, the comedic lifting in that one. Yeah. 
yeah, this is it. Be it's so weird to imagine Eric Stoltz playing this part because it just his mannerisms. It's like yeah, he'd be he brings zero of the levity to this movie. You can see the uh, some of the scenes uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Of the of the original. Yeah, it was part of the uh, the thirtieth anniversary. Or not the third. The was what was the D, the Blu-ray set that you? I think he was bought? he was talking about it. The twentieth, wasn't it? I think it was probably the was it the twentieth probably, or twenty fifth maybe. I think so. Yeah. That was an exciting time when those came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, well, him, him and I skipped work and watched them. <laughs> watched got, them all day. Got drunk and ate McDonald's. <laughs> it was a ama- What that a was day! A great day. It was a great day. I actually felt like we accomplished something. Yeah, our boss is like, I'll go ahead and watch them. And, like, there's nobody for the rest of the day in the back. Can I, fucking I, can I just say, I, this poor fucking dog. Oh, dude, Einstein <laughs> looks fucking miserable. Like, can you, he's like, can you think of anybody else to do this besides me? <laughs> Although, I will give Einstein props, though. Like, my dogs would be scared to death. They would have at least shit in that car twice. <laughs> yeah, I can't even get out of the car if, like... Like Sarah could be in the car with the dog, and if I get out, he's gonna freak out. Yeah. Dog's like, what the fuck is I think going at on? At this point, though, Einstein's just enchanted. Like this motherfucker doesn't even like care enough about me to feed me. He has a machine do it. He's sending me back in some time machine that could kill me. We don't know if this works. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Could have at least used a homeless guy. <laughs> I know there's one there. <laughs> hey man, you want like what a couple bucks? Now how would that have looked if that car did go back in time right then and there? It just went hit <laughs> There'll be no- local crackpot murdered by a remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> But we found the plutonium, so it's all good. Oh, yeah, crackpot plutonium thief. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Forensics would be working on that car forever. <laughs> like, the hell? CSI would be, like, scanning it for semen. <laughs> There's no need to scan for semen, but we got to do it anyways. It's yeah, procedure. It's, it's, yes, it's like step two. <laughs> I think we may have just created the new CSI. You know how they do these like revival shows? CSI Hill Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Is there not a currently running CSI anymore? I thought it was like Law and Order was just always on. <laughs> I don't know if there's a CSI going on or not. I, I know wow. it's NCIS now. It's the the, the CBS uh, show where they've got like twelve of them. Oh God. CSI El Paso, <laughs> starring Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad's still alive. He is still alive. I don't know why on Facebook I always get these advertisements for shows that he's doing in, like, fucking Rochester, New York. Like, <laughs> It's just hope, Russ. That's all it is. Now, with this, like, did he eventually fix the the aspect of the time machine where it freezes when it goes back, or comes back? Because, like, it I- didn't do it when he goes back to 19 or 55 that is true i think they might have just decided like eh, we it was just a flourish on the first one (laughs) 
Yeah, it's like they almost like, oh, we're just going to take a dip. But, like, if you're going to be going for more than a minute, then that's that hammers itself out. <laughs> Time streams. Just something like that. I need you shit in the DeLorean. <laughs> Look at him. He's just like, all right, am I fucking done? <laughs> yeah. He's fine, trailer. Doc. He's fine. No, he's fucking running away from you because you're psycho. <laughs> Should we take him to the vet or something? <laughs> Doc Brown's not psycho. I think he's just eccentric because he's got a little bit of money. Did you know that the original idea for this was the time machine was supposed to be a refrigerator? Really? <laughs> Can you imagine Marty going back to 1955 in a Maytag? <laughs> 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 what would be the purpose of going into that unless it's like a time machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no accidental use, I guess. <laughs> oh, that mayonnaise has got to be back here somewhere. Like, what the fuck? I'm in 1955 now. <laughs> And then why would somebody steal it? <laughs> the second one. This is a random fridge outside. <laughs> yeah, old Biff in part two. He's like, why is that old man going to that refrigerator? Like, he'd get locked up in a home. <laughs> yeah, better check it out. <laughs> I actually read a story yesterday that I think it was uh, regarding the, the new Bill and Ted movie. Since we're this tangent into some time travel. That initially they were going to use like a van or something. Really? But then they decided they decided it was too close to Back to the Future's DeLorean, so they went with a time traveling phone booth, which has never been done before, especially for the past seventy years. <laughs> I'm curious that was to funny. See how, I'm curious to see how that works in 2020. Yeah, like there's no more phone booths, so what the hell are you supposed to do? Well, I don't know. Like, uh, have you seen a phone booth in Philadelphia yet? I know they don't keep them here in Springfield because they just get vandalized or they use. It's like homeless people's shelters. Mm, no, nothing I've seen around here. And I, I feel like where we live, we, there would be some if they yeah. were still around. The two best time travel movies of all time, Back to the Future and Bill and Ted. I'll fight somebody if they have a different opinion. I don't. Yeah, I can't really think of any more super iconic ones. That I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty. And. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other time travel movies <laughs> anyway. A... There's not. It's just those two. That's it. That's the... <laughs> and the time machine. Yeah. I know Twelve Monkeys has its fans. That's time travel, right? I haven't seen that in what, forever. Yeah, there's there's a taste of time travel in Twelve Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, hey, by the way, this is radioactive. Just go ahead and touch it with, uh, you know, barely anything on over here. When I was a kid, I thought that was a freezer pop inside of that. <laughs> This is so satisfying. Every time it happens. <laughs> I don't know why. I love it. You know, I seen a picture of Christopher Lloyd recently, and he looks exactly the same. Does mm -hmm. he? Yeah, I say he... I, I forget that he, like, isn't super old in this, just, like, old. Because <laughs> yeah. well, they, they, they made him look like he does now. I think before he filmed this, I think he killed a Highlander... <laughs> or he was bit by a vampire. He's just one of those actors that just looks old no matter yeah. what. They're, like I'm trying to think yeah, of he's uh, like 
Patrick Stewart, same way. He always kind of looked old, so when he got old, <laughs> it's like, man, it looks the same. Uh, what was that? What's that lady's name? Maggie Smith. Is that what it is? <laughs> she's, she's looked old since like '92. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's McGonagall from Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the head nun and sister act. That's where I know her from because my <laughs> sister and my mom used to watch that. Uh, well, it's more iconic than that fucking wizard movie, <laughs> Gary Potter or whatever it's called. Oh boy, now you done pissed off half our audience. Yeah, Jen's gonna be super mad not listening to me now. <laughs> <laughs> this is an idea of how much Einstein has grown disenchanted with Doc Brown that he gave that half-ass effort to warn him that those Libyans are coming. <laughs> Which, by like, the way, eh. not a part of this movie that's aged too well is the profile. Momar <laughs> <laughs> Gaddafi. We may have to cut that out. <laughs> I love that they have like a dope VW bus. Yeah. <laughs> My dad had one of those when I was growing up, and it was just the coolest, shittiest car ever. <laughs> that gun that Doc Brown has seriously looks like one of those guns that like you put the little caps in, and when it hits the hammer, hits the cap, it makes that popping noise. It looks like one of those prison special guns where it's just cobbled out of, like, busted parts. I also wondered, like, if the Libyans killed Marty, would, like, Einstein just run into the the van and just became the Libyans' dog? (laughs) I mean, probably. He He might get fed better. Yeah, exactly. By a human and not some cumbersome robot. I love how, like, everything works for them until, like, it's time to chase Marty. Then, like, the gun doesn't work. The bus is breaking down on them. It's so, yeah, it's so perfectly 80s. Like, they turn into your standard stormtroopers. (laughs) (laughs) Another 80s relic. Did you see the one-hour photo booth? (laughs) (laughs) Can you still get, like, photos I mean, I'm sure you can. You can. I've like, seen uh, Walgreens recently. Yeah, Walgreens. I think Walmart does it, where you could take like a, a thumb drive or a uh, like a disc. If people still use those. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had to get my passport for work a whole long time ago. I felt so weird going into like a Walgreens, <laughs> and, like getting my picture taken. <laughs> So is that just for the one passport or, like, the eight that you have in that briefcase buried somewhere with, like, mm-hmm. different denom- yeah. denominations of cash? <laughs> different different countries' bills. And a clock. <laughs> I'm just putting together a really confusing a briefcase for somebody in the future. <laughs> I'm not doing anything with it. I just want people to be really confused when I die. <laughs> is this one of the time capsules? It's like this guy was a spy. <laughs> Why does he have newspaper clippings <laughs> from 1942? <laughs> there you go. Love that flip. <laughs> Makes no sense. I'm just glad old man Peabody's got a robe that covers like 
down to his legs. So I got a feeling like he sleeps in his underwear. <laughs> Would have been if it was just one of those long night shirts. I don't know why those are so <laughs> off-putting to me, but <laughs> it's like it's Ugh. the three buttons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just just on ex- shorts. <laughs> That's an extremely long Henley, sir. <laughs> they really did do a good job of picking like a super futuristic-looking car, even though it, yeah. <laughs> Time told on that one, but it's such a weird looking car. It's yeah. so futuristic, but so 80s somehow. Mm-hmm. Can Cap- you imagine if that was a refrigerator that crashed into his car? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get a new fridge? <laughs> what the? It's raining fridges again. Did you sell one of our cows? <laughs> God. I, I, yeah, I, now I'm just like imagining how like rewrites if it was a refrigerator it's like how would you make that make sense that like, there's just a fridge popping up in weird places i love that line take that you mutate some bitch <laughs> <laughs> i also like that the father was so willing to believe his son based on the comic book it really speaks to their relationship and it's heartwarming it is He's like, oh, well, shit, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> I trust you, son. <laughs> yeah. Those comic books I buy you finally pay off. Yeah. You called it, son. Now, I will say that uh, the brakes on those are pretty good. Mm. He did come to a stop pretty quick. Well, hell, did you see when he's getting chased by the Libyans? He went from 85 to uh, turning a corner perfectly. I heard those cars were pieces of shit that they just were not made very well. And the the guy that uh, designed that car is a fucking cokehead. Oh, yeah, super cokehead. Hmm. Did he go to prison for that? I, You know, I don't know. Well, you know what? While this movie's playing, I think I'm going to hop in my Google machine. You and should. And see if John DeLorean went to prison. You know, there was a guy who had a restored one who always went to the uh, place that uh, me and me and our old pal Dennis would go for lunch uh, in Fairborn. Uh, it was always a treat to see it parked in the parking lot. Oh, you see those at like car shows all the time. Like somebody's got a DeLorean. Mm-hmm. Well, I was it was just to... funny. Sorry. Oh, I went to the drive-ins last night and we seen Smokey and the Bandit and somebody had like the, uh, the was that Trans Am? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had that there. And That's like, so cool. Was it a double feature with Smokey and the Bandit? It was Smokey and the Bandit and Talladega Nights. Oh, nice. I I saw Smokey and the Bandit at the drive-in, and it was they paired it with Cannibal Run, and it was like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, like I thought, like t- uh, Smokey and the Bandit, then like Talladega Nights, like well, it's a you know car movie, but yeah. I mean. I'm just going for Smokey and the Bandit. I love that movie so much. Yeah, we split after it went off. Jackson fell yeah. asleep, and they're like, oh, fuck it, let's just go home. God. Talk about an iconic villain. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love him so much. Now, one of the you things you'll notice in just... the 50s now, the, the porn cinema in town is now an actual reputable movie theater. <laughs> Another thing from the '80s too is like the porn cinema, just in like the heart of a like a small town like that. 
Yeah, yeah. It just says orgy American style outside, <laughs> and it's like, what? Well, at least it's something that, like, it's like, well, orgy American style style, like, you know, two poles for, like, one hole or something. Out of like, Yeah, exactly. In Hill kind of, Valley? It's kind of an artistic name, actually. Yeah. Like, I, I would, yeah, you put that up and be like, oh, is this like a David Lynch movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sweep the new Finchers out now. <laughs> I don't know how I would react if this actually happened to me. He's taking this surprisingly well. Lucas, how how would you react if you were transported back to... Uh, that is a good question. I don't know, because uh, Red Thomas. Yeah, Red Thomas, I think, is the fucking homeless guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he is. Um, I don't know. I'd probably want to check everything out, though. I'd read a newspaper. The hell is this thing? Oh, yeah, it's a newspaper. I remember this now. <laughs> you know, speaking of newspaper, like, could you remake this today and transport it to 1955? Because I think, like, 1955 and 85, it's, like, not too far along to where, like, people can still remember it. But not, like, right. 1955 seems like fucking, well, it is years ago, but, I mean, could you really remake this today? Probably not. Probably uh, the confusion from from people, you know, nowadays to all this stuff that's in there, like the telephone and the like, fucking white pages. People wouldn't know anything about that. Right. Yeah. Well, go ahead. What were you getting ready to say? Oh, I was mostly just agreeing. But yeah, it's it's like a uh, it'd be like a foreign country at this point. Like you said, there's not really a whole lot of people now who remember 1955. Well, so then it's, it's like it's really like the last era that has like a vibe to itself. Like everything was wholesome in the fifties, and like you know the mom and pop like diners and shit like that. Like if you were going yeah. today, go thirty years ago, like nineteen ninety was yeah nineteen ninety isn't too far from what we have today, except technology's advanced, you know. Right. Well, it was very welcoming if you were a white teenager in 1955. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, oh, I was just going to say, I've just been watching uh, the second season of Umbrella Academy, and there's a time travel aspect to that, and one of the characters is black, and they go back to, like, the 60s, and that's very, it's very shocking, because you, you kind of forget that it yeah. wasn't so... Wasn't so uh, you know, technical color, nice and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Actually, Goldie, I mean, considering isn't like shit on like I would expect. You know. That's true. May a Goldie Wilson. <laughs> this is where you get prime like, fucking just scum of the earth biff right here. Yeah, like just all adrenaline and testosterone, awful person, biff. I will say, I really, go ahead. I say, I just, I really love the actor who who plays him. He seems like such an awesome guy who's really embraced it. Yeah, like it's it's kind of sad that like really all Thomas Wilson is remembered for is these. Like the only the, thing I've seen him in outside of this 
was he was in a god awful Larry the Cable Guy movie. He played the gym teacher in Freaks and Geeks, and it was oh, he was really good. That's right, he did. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's like a stand-up comic now, and it's it's cool. I've heard him on a few podcasts, and he seems like a genuinely nice guy, and he doesn't push people off. I say he's got like a little business card that has like answers to all of the common Back to the Future questions <laughs> that he hands people, which I think is great. That's that's classic. Now, you know that uh, I've learned this from some other things I've been listening to, that um, Crispin Glover's dad was in, he was also an actor, a very strange man, was in, I forget which James Bond movie. Russ, you might know. But he, he was one of, there was, one of them had two henchmen that were kind of like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember their names. But but he he was one of them. And there's you know there's plenty of James Bond movies to pick from. I I believe it was from one of the Roger Moore ones. But yeah, he played one of the like hench villains, like him and another guy, which yeah, I thought was always I, thought was pretty cool. I just uh, looked it up. He was in uh, Diamonds Are Forever, ah. the last Connery one. That is yeah. It was like. Went and some. What were their names? Uh, Went he and plays Kid. Mr. Went. Yeah. And Mr. Kid. Mr. Kid, there it is. Huh. Yeah, I was listening to a podcast and one of the they were trying to score an interview, and you know, didn't happen because he's because I, I think he's what at the time was still alive. I don't know if he still is, but well, didn't work out. Or I could be way off base. Uh, he, Bruce Glover is Chris McGlover's dad. He is still alive. Yeah. All right. Cool. And I'm not totally unreliable, which is a win. <laughs> I have none of this knowledge. Luke I barely had fucking it. A game today. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I don't get to talk to a lot of people right now. It's just me and Sarah and my dog. <laughs> Well, you just want us to do like an offshoot podcast? Like, we'll just create another one just out of fucking thin air? <laughs> we'll book guest. <laughs> Man, it really, like, that scene just a second ago, like, George McFly is a fucking pervert, too. Like, yeah, seriously, why, why was that a story that was thought of fondly yeah well he was he was creeping on me and then (laughs) i remember that day my dad caught your father beating off in the tree watching me drink and he fell out and he hit him god just that took a fucking dark turn yeah sorry the end i'll cut that out (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's a good thing for Marty that he actually was wearing Calvin Klein underwear and then like his mom and 
1985 didn't actually write his name on the underwear. They <laughs> <laughs> get really bad Sharpie. <laughs> Your mom doesn't write very good. Is that an A or an E? Who's Kelvin? Who's Murdy McFly? <laughs> Oh, this is so weird. <laughs> Pretty sure this is how pornos start. I'd have never it seen is. a porno that started with, like, my mom in 1955. <laughs> I mean, me. I'm sure it exists. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's been many porn parodies of Back to the Future. It's probably called, like, Fuck to the Future or something. Yeah, they always, get, they always have the most clever of titles. The best is I worked at a video store that rented them, and they did a Seinfeld parody called Heinfeld. That's actually good. I like anyway. that. <laughs> Bonus points. <laughs> Do you remember the show The Wonder Years, Lucas? Yeah. That's the big brother Wayne right there yeah. with the Davy Crockett hat. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Jason Hervey. I wish I could just be a human IMDB like you two are. Well, as you can see, I haven't parlayed that in anything successful yet. Yeah, it's mostly just party tricks for me. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost a lot of my edge over the years. Well, mine's generally I'll say something about a movie, then like somebody will whisper to my wife, like, your husband's a fucking nerd. <laughs> hey, nerds are the cool thing these days. Well, see, like, yeah, I'm, it's like I, I didn't quite hit that, you know, like if I would have been born like maybe 10 years later, who knows, but. You have two TVs. <laughs> What's a rerun? I appreciate that you recognize him as Wayne as well. That's all I can see. <laughs> I don't know him in anything else. I'm sure no. he's done some other stuff too, but... Beats me. He, he was actually, great in the Wonder Years, though. He actually produces television programming with uh, Eric Bischoff, the guy that used to run WCW. What? Is that true? That is, that is totally true. They have a production Oof. team together. Well, oh, that that is a fact. <laughs> I'm willing to bet they do shit like that show Cheaters. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's just love after lockup. <laughs> oh god, that was on in my house earlier. Really? Oh fuck, that show's so fucking bad. Their apex I've... mountains flavor of love. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see nowadays you almost hit some you almost kill somebody with your car, you just leave them there. You don't invite them in for dinner. It shows you it's nineteen fifty five that like you trust somebody like that. It's like, man, I don't know if this guy's a fucking drifter or <laughs> rapist or what. Well, he fell out of a tree. Better bring him in. We just got a brand new T V we could eat in front of the uh, the dining room table. I don't want him staying here. <laughs> Man, Mama needs to calm down over there. 
her a cold shower stat. <laughs> you know, you don't really see it in 1985, but man, for 1955, Doc's a fucking baller. That's a palatial <laughs> estate. Yeah, what the hell happened? <laughs> Some rough years. He probably had a coke habit. Everybody did in the 80s. That's true. Well, I had to sell the house, Marty. <laughs> He'd almost have to be on coke, though, to do some of these experiments. Like, you know, like, he's probably up for like 48 straight hours and... Just let me dabble in the nose candy, Marty. <laughs> I really wish they would have done like a spinoff movie or at least like a comic book series that had Doc Brown versus Rand Pelter for shittiest inventor of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Sure does it, Doc. <laughs> but he's got the blueprint for that gigantic amp he made. <laughs> That's coming. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be big. I don't understand why he had to pick that picture up with the the clamp. <laughs> and he just throws it to the <laughs> I love how he just fucking roast him right here. <laughs> Ronald Reagan! The actor? <laughs> I should have worked on my Doc Brown a little better before we did this today. No, no. It's, it's perfect. Not. No, no rehearsing for it. future boy Marty's a really good listener like <laughs> yeah I wouldn't have remembered all that for a man and a teenager at that like I can yeah I can't get my son to remember something I told him five minutes ago <laughs> Shit, I can't remember what we were talking about five minutes ago, so. We're watching Back to the Future. Where am I? <laughs> oh, great. We got to put Lucas in a home now. I guess I start auditioning new co-host here soon. <laughs> I mean, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> well, giddy up, there we go. 
Yeah, you don't even have to change any of the. You don't have to really change anything. Yeah, same name. Luke, Luke. You know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, slides right in. Maybe we'll do some episodes remotely from whatever rest home we put you in. <laughs> Who are you, boys? Give me ten minutes. Oh. I have to get myself changed first. I made a poop. Some, some nice boys came and watched a movie with me today. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was. That's what I'm going to be like when I get older. Thank God I still have my hair. I have a feeling with the way my hair is going right now, my hair is either going to end up like Doc Brown's or Hulk Hogan. Oof. <laughs> and I have to base my wardrobe accordingly to that. Well, that's, that's just a smart move. So if I call you up next time and I start calling you brother, you'll know that I'm pretty much gone up top and I've got a skullet going. <laughs> I think I just fall right into it. <laughs> That's exactly how I reacted the first time I heard about 1.21 gigawatts. I ran around <laughs> my house frantic. <laughs> how am I ever going to reach that level of power? <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> Talk to a picture, Thomas Edison. Just, just, we just need a little plutonium, guys. <laughs> we'll get out of like the farmers market. I think they carry that at the local drugstore or Woolworth. Why did Doc Brown ask him if his girlfriend's pretty? <laughs> oh no, she's a dog. I just felt bad for her. I lost a bet. <laughs> yeah, woof. Funny you should starting, mention that. Everything's <laughs> starting to come together. Sure, shit. Hope so. It gives you everything right there. I, like, <laughs> yeah, I really like, like how Doc's being a total dick to him, but it's his fault that he's there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, mean I gotta help you. All I did you was send you back here. <laughs> I fucking love that when they put the name of the title, like the movie, into the script. Yeah, it, yeah it it doesn't work that often, but oh, when it works, it's just oh, amazing. It's gold. <laughs> I think that, and then like face off when he gets face off. That is probably like they should probably call it like the face. Like it's that should be in the name because that's the perfect one. It's so ridiculous. It's almost like they wrote the script. Like fuck, we got to put the name of the title in this somewhere. <laughs> And, and have Nick Cage say it. <laughs> well, I think we just set up our next episode with Luke. We got to do Face Off now. Okay. <laughs> well, I, luckily I just went through quite the Nick Cage uh, back catalog uh, right when all this 
pandemic business came along. So I, I got I watched Face Off and Con Air, and uh, I'm gonna show you Ghost God Riders. does exist. I, I, yeah, I'm ready. Fresh. <laughs> I unironically like Face Off and Con Air. Those movies are just so stupid and awesome. Lucas and I are uh, more rock fans ourselves. I mean, oh yeah, I, I like those two, but like the rock is like. I think I'm guilty of doing this a time or two in high school, like putting a kick me sign on somebody. I'm such a douchebag. We just tapped each other's balls all the time, which was probably some deep seated thing. <laughs> <laughs> we have issues. Like our school had to tell us to stop doing it. Like they had to make it a thing that don't hit each other in the genitals, please. <laughs> I'd be curious to see what that write-up says when you guys get sent to the principal's office. Slap fellow student in the sack. Yeah, ball tagging. <laughs> Hit to the old fun bag. Oh, man, I have a sweater that looks a lot like George McFly's jacket here. <laughs> it's like gray and, gray and purple. Oh, you got I don't the really... Crispin Glover collection. <laughs> ah, yes. At Coles. Which... <laughs> Only a Coles. Oh, poor George. Yeah, like he just makes an exit stage left. Like, I think I'm just going to split. <laughs> this shit didn't work out. I'm gone. I've been embarrassed enough. I'm out of here. Doc's kind of looking like, did she call me a dreamboat or Marty? <laughs> <laughs> I think I got a chance here, Marty. <laughs> I could be a father. <laughs> I'm kind of digging that Doc Brown outfit myself. <laughs> I'm just digging all the like flowy 1950s slacks. There's a lot of give. There's a lot of give in those. <laughs> got to breathe. It's super comfortable. <laughs> Well, I think once you hit a certain age, you start dressing for comfort. I've pretty much got gotten to that conclusion now. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there, especially with all the working from home I've been doing. It's like, oh man, why? why I bought seventeen pairs stuff. of pajama pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the new business suit. I just roll them up when I walk my dog around the block. <laughs> <laughs> now they're shorts. Oh, yeah, you mean the girl that I was peeping at through the window? Yeah, I remember her, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's ringing a bell. <laughs> Brawl panties? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> I still have the mental image in my head. It puts me to sleep at night. You guys should definitely do just have a series of podcasts where you just watch old movies from your youth and then like just see how problematic they are now. <laughs> it's like let's ruin movies we love. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know if I want to go down that hole or not. Yeah, like Jen is like, hey, do you want to watch a movie? Like, nope, we did a podcast on it. It fucking sucks now. 
Yeah, I hate it now. It's been canceled. I hate fucking Star Wars because there's no way they could have survived on Hoth. <laughs> and those poor Tauntauns. Yeah. Animal, animal cruelty. It's an I, animal rights nightmare. Peta stormed the set. <laughs> God, I think the last Star Wars movie was the last one I saw in theaters before all this. We got lucky. We seen The Invisible Man, and then like they shut down the theaters here like three days later. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, because the first time I saw The Invisible Man was when they went digital, and I just bought it, <laughs> or I rented it for 20 bucks and because I wanted to see it. Actually, wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. We get a glimpse here how creepy fucking Biff, Biff is now. Getting handsy with somebody at school. Yeah, G- this this guy's had no consequences. That's your problem here. Well, I'll be honest with you. If I was Principal Strickland, I'd be scared shitless that Biff would beat my ass too. Seriously, like I'm, I'm sure it's the aspect, but he looks like he's seven feet tall. No, no, no. You see that fucking giant bean that that principal has? He's gonna headbutt the shit out of him. That's true. I think Principal uh, Strickland's kind of a pussy, though. Like. In 1985, he seems to be a little bit more battle-hardened, but, like, he seems to be, like, a young principal here, and, like, he's trying to, like, find his way. Yeah. Ooh. But in alternate 85, he's a certified badass. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> he's, like, he, he's a shoot-first kind of guy. With that fucking long <laughs> nightgown. <laughs> he, he goes for comfort. <laughs> he's got to move freely when he's attacking vigilantes. <laughs> Dave's almost gone. Well. He's late for a shift at McDonald's. He showed up as just feet. Yeah. Dave, where the rest where's the rest of your body? <laughs> I have no idea. I woke up like this today. You can't work the fries with no body, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> just mop the floors. <laughs> just kick it around. You know that is actually Eddie Van Halen playing that? That riff, I was curious, so I looked it up, and that's actually him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm surprised the answer to that question was available. (laughs) Well, Van Halen hasn't done anything for a while, so I guess besides people wondering if Eddie Van Halen's near death, it's kind of a welcome relief to answer something else. (laughs) Yeah. It's always sad. Different question besides cancer? Sure. (laughs) It's always always satisfying when you put in the first part of your Google question and it pops up (laughs) as an autofill. It's like, oh, hot damn, I'm not the only one. (laughs) George McFly's hair is filth in this movie. Yeah, it's like he hasn't washed it in two weeks. Chris McGlover like in this movie, though, sometimes like he seems like he's like in the moment he's like invested in this movie, and there's other times when he's like performing lines and he acts like he's in a different movie altogether. Uh, it almost makes me wonder if somebody like made a bet with him. Oh, hey. uh... How fucking crazy can you be for a for a thing of beer? I would not take that bet because I think they like oh yeah. yeah. 
watch this. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like, was that bet with himself? <laughs> honestly. You deserve yeah, a beer. Let's get crazy today. Like when he delivers this line right here about density and then destiny, like, is he in the is he in Back to the Future? Or is he reciting this for something else? Took he is his in, hair pretty quick too. I was gonna say his hair yeah, got no really kidding. nice. Nice job, guys. Yeah, he he is probably one of the most inter- interesting actors. Like, I, you, I don't know where he's coming from. Like, I know him mostly from this and. Friday the 13th, part five, four or five. I don't. He was also in Charlie's Angels, too. He was like that fucking hitman. Or that assassin was like kind of crazy he, in that, too. Yep. But see, watch this, though. Like, when he delivers this line, like, he's not even in Back to the Future right now. He's in a movie in his head. See what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking Biff. After watching this movie uh, on like TBS for most of my childhood, it's so weird to see how crisp this looks on my TV right now. <laughs> yeah, they're actually getting ready to release season 4K in October. I saw that. I'm, I think I should get the uh, an automatic upgrade on those, which I'm really excited about. Do you have iTunes? Uh-huh. Uh, if you bought them on iTunes, yeah, they'll upgrade automatically. Lucas and I use the poor man's version of iTunes. We use Vudu. Well, I use... That's the thing. I use both, so I'm not sure. I, I don't know if it's converted from... It could be converted from from Vudu, so... If not, what, if it is, whatever. Either way, it looks it looks amazing. Like it amazes me what they can do with these older movies. Yeah, Universal's probably gonna do a good job. Like if you've seen Jaws in 4K, it looks fucking amazing. Oh yeah, I remember when I bought that Jaws Blu-ray. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the this 4K is amazing. Looks, yeah, the 4K looks even better. Man. Well, I'm currently watching on my basement television, so I think this is really pushing the limits of it. So <laughs> uh, it's working hard. It may give out at any time. <laughs> yeah. So my TV upstairs is 4K, but this is a little bit older. Hey, motherfucker! The... I just trimmed those bushes. <laughs> God damn! It's 1955. Everything's got to look uniform. In 1955, Marty wasn't having any trouble with the ladies in. After this scene, he definitely won't have trouble with them now. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's no way that that broken scooter has the kind of suspension it needs for this kind of business. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's not a Tony Hawk signature right there. Oh, God, it's still. Biff, you're really the shit now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, where's my. 
Oh. I do it with the drumsticks. <laughs> Nailed it. We uh, we record this in like a little small. Would you call this a she shed? Yeah, it's uh, it's called the apartment. Well, I would not rent this apartment. There's like no room to do anything in here. <laughs> well, it's for a child. But there's a little mini drum set here, and then like whenever Lucas tells a joke that's really bad, he just taps on the drum set. So as you can imagine, it's a lot. Yeah, we got it made here, man. We got like a big TV, an air conditioner, a fucking step ladder, a drum set. Some what else do you thing. need? <laughs> that's the insul- That's the uh, soundproofing right there. Oh, is it? A yeah. child's chair and a pre-lit blue Christmas tree. I mean, that's going to be helpful here in about four months. Yeah. <laughs> Give this place a festive holiday vibe. That's right. For when we watch uh, Die Hard, the ultimate Christmas movie. Die Hard, Home Alone, Gremlins, and... Uh, I don't know. Black Christmas? I was going to say, you could do Black Christmas. I didn't know if it was too much of a deep cut. But that, that's definitely on my gotta-watch-it-around-the-holidays well, uh, horror movie. Lucas and I have decided that we're uh, the first few episodes we're going to do like movies that most people have seen before we start getting the, the deep cuts. That's fair. Because him and I really want to do Stone Cold with Brian Bosworth. <laughs> that movie's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so not awesome at the same time. Actually, I think the, go ahead. I, I think Die Hard and uh, Gremlins are definitely two. Those are good shouts. That's those are those are winners. We could do Bad Santa too, but I that would be inappropriate for our child audience. We have yeah. a child audience. My son said he wants to listen to our podcast, and I, I'm already afraid to let him listen to this. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad, what did you mean by the guy in the tree beating off? What did that mean? <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you show me what that means I have to go back and edit that now <laughs> there's a lot of edit points in this <laughs> yeah I've got three so far say <laughs> so if you guys ever bring the show on the road just come on over to Philadelphia I got plenty of space <laughs> when, when we uh when we get rich, we'll be there. Yeah. Please do. I have a really sad basement that you can. It's got a treadmill, so. Oh, well, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. I like how there's just a pile of flammable flags or rags, like right there. There could be some flags in there, too. I don't know. I mean. We'll come to Philadelphia only if we can call our episode the Philadelphia Freedom Edition. I think you and I have talked about <laughs> that song. <laughs> Does everybody just stalk everybody in 1955? I think so. There's no accountability in 1955. <laughs> Except for to to your hair. You got to have that slick back. I think Lorraine's just a very randy teenager in 1955. Clearly. And we all know about Biff already. Did 
He's criminally randy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what is it? It's like, don't show your bangs in 1955, Marty. It's a dead giveaway. (laughs) Don't know you're from the future. Fuck, Doc, can you be any more nosy? Let me just get a little closer. <laughs> if he says no, I'll take you to the dance. <laughs> Doc's like, this is so fucking gross. <laughs> oh, fuck, he wants to, she wants to fuck her son. <laughs> well, don't look at me, I've never been to this before. I wonder if he thought of, like, this is the some serious shit line right there. He's like, I'm going to use that later on. <laughs> I'm going to pull that out of my hat. can't get over these baggy clothes. God damn, it looks so comfortable. (laughs) Why does George have his clothes in like one of them army duffel bags? (laughs) I got it in my gunny sack. And that's not off-putting at all. I'm going to put mom's brassiere on the clothesline. I like George's jacket in this scene. I, I think that would still fly today. <laughs> I don't. Is it a members-only jacket? It, is it? I, I, I've actually never known what one of those is. So <laughs> I always thought it to be one of those '80s windbreakers that has like the elastic striped band at the end and like the elastic cuffs. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I've definitely got some of those, and I think I bought all of them for Halloween costumes. They just kind of made it into the rotation. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna be Lou Brown today. Yeah, I, I think I think Sarah and I we did like a Stranger Things Halloween one year, and I was like, I think I incorporated a couple of pieces. <laughs> Just like <laughs> I can make this work. <laughs> I got it. Well, don't worry. You'll see him. You know, truth be told, though, if I was a scientist and I knew my experiment worked, but I can't talk to anybody about it for like 30 years, I'd be a little bummed about that, too. Or I'd just write a fucking tell-all book. (laughs) Yeah, so it's probably what led to his downfall. (laughs) It's like it drove him insane. Oh, dude. That's what started his cocaine problem. Exactly. (laughs) And Marty got him all sobered up. But of course, he makes bad decisions like fucking offering to make a bomb for a terrorist. Yeah, yeah, he still does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I like he gets so mad at Marty in this scene about like not knowing much about your future. Like he's just been soaking it in for, <laughs> for most of the movie. 
No, you can't tell me. <laughs> so, being uh, that this came out before I was born, um, God, you make me feel so fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> Were were terrorists just running rampant in the United States in the eighties? Uh, well, it's, yeah, terrorism. You had uh, the United States was uh, in conflicts with many countries across the pond. Uh, most of your uh, nations over in the Middle East, uh, the Russians, still in the midst of the Cold War. Okay. Jesus, Not like today. Just read a fucking history book. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, everybody hates us now. So. Oh yeah. But we won't get into that. Oh, is this not a political podcast? Uh, no, we decided <laughs> to make it. And we got to cut this out, too. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, there goes half the fucking episode. All right, I guess I'll just start it over from scratch. <laughs> yeah. I should have sent you like a list of guidelines. <laughs> start it from the top. I love how every single high school dance... There's people out on the floor just, you know, having a good time and dancing. That is not the experience <laughs> I had. Never. Never. Another there's nobody guy. awkwardly standing off to the side. Oh, there's one guy right there who's checking out either the, the lady or the dude. I couldn't tell there. Oh, it's, you know, it could be either or, but, like, it's probably a guy because he's, like, super quiet. It's like, I can't, I, I can't let my true emotions out. I don't like parking, especially like in a real busy parking lot at the mall. Hate Ugh. it. At Christmas time, forget it. It's the worst. Or did she mean something else? <laughs> Girl, oh, we're you... about parking and you're drinking. Girl, you nasty. For the longest time as a kid, I thought that was cough syrup. I was like, she got the purple drink. <laughs> <laughs> Lorraine is sipping on some scissor. <laughs> His mom is right. Like, Marty's kind of being a fucking square. Yeah, say. Come on, man. You're too straight edge, Marty. How long do we have to wait, Marvin? Oof. Fuck, it's my chance to swear. I better get out there. <laughs> Lorraine's really putting out that vibe there. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, take a look at these. This is not 1955 status quo. Check it out. <laughs> How many of these situations has she been in? 
<laughs> no one knows how promiscuous Lorraine Baines McFly is in 1955. I think this is a pretty good indicator. <laughs> At least they didn't say like it's it's like kissing my son. It's like geez, that's that'd be a little too on the nose. <laughs> you know, if this movie were made in like two thousand twenty, like this upcoming scene could easily be like an episode of Discovery ID, like one of the murder shows. <laughs> <laughs> This guy tried to like sexually assault me at the high school dance, so I killed him, and me and this guy buried him in the back of the school. But don't I worry, my, about... my friend saw it all in 3D. <laughs> I forgot about Billy Zane. <laughs> the fucking phantom. <laughs> He's there. There he was. Ooh, that line doesn't age well. Oof. Gotta hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Reefer addicts. Oh, this whole scene is questionable. <laughs> I hope that band, though, has another mode of transportation, because look at all the stuff in the back of that car. There's a pet yeah, bottle close. Looks like to be a kerosene heater. <laughs> They're not getting anybody anywhere. <laughs> oh, fuck. That line delivery is just so perfect. Yeah. And it's so iconic. And I think we've probably all recited it just like that before. Oh, yeah. Hey, you, get your damn hands off. <laughs> I have to tell Jackson that whenever he's, like, picking on his sister. <laughs> That's actually perfect. And then I get ratted out for swearing at him. Yeah. This does. This does have the makings of a Discovery ID episode. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it just gets a lot darker in those Discovery ID episodes. Yeah. There's a lot more murder. <laughs> yeah, Lorraine jumps on his back and cuts his throat with like a pair of scissors. Where the scissors come from? And it was at this moment Biff knew he had fucked up. This is a very gratifying scene though, to see like Biff finally get his in the end from George. Oh yeah. Because if this were 2020, there's a good chance that like George would have either like killed somebody or killed himself at this point, you know? <laughs> Seriously, he's got like serious incel vibes. <laughs>
whenever I watch the this original, it always occurs to me how good a job they did in Back to the Future Two, where I'm like, I'm merging stuff that happens in the next one with oh, with yeah. this. It's like, oh yeah, that's actually in the second one. I'm, yeah, there's like, oh yeah in the movie. Like, like, when I watch the second one, where like you know, like I get confused at first. Like I almost blend like the gray sports almanac with this one too. I've done it a couple uh-huh. times. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ooh la la for me. I'm always like, oh yeah, that's not in this one. <laughs> ooh la la. <laughs> you mean that stroke mag that Biff's white oh, yeah. brown stash? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> I found this. Well, I guess at that time I found this current pornography. <laughs> Marty, I'm missing ooh la la issue seven, volume forty nine. <laughs> it's only quarterly, Marty. I, it only comes four times a year. I need that back. <laughs> he was like, oh, "I could be worse." Yeah, yeah, all right. Be like if I was uh, to pick up a guitar, like, eh, you know, I know one or two chords. Malachi from Children of the Corn wants a piece of Lorraine. Thank yeah. you. That's legit him, right? Like, yeah, that is him. Okay, I was gonna say he was also that weird kid in the Burbs, like the young kid that like the oh, pack. You're right. Oh, speaking of uh, Children of the Corn, what? off topic, real quick. If Russ, I don't know if you have uh, Shudder. There's a four and a half hour documentary about 80s horror movies on there. It's amazing. I do have Shudder. I haven't gotten around to you. I just finished that uh, that Cursed Movies series that they had. Oh, I gotta watch that yet. That's, it's good. Yeah. Especially the one with the crow. Oh, I gotta watch that. Okay. George McFly in like the span of 20 minutes goes from being like a meek coward to a certifiable badass. He's fucking with Malachi of Children of the Corn. <laughs> He's like Bruce Wayne at this point. He's yeah, like just, just like, tossing people around. That's some kind of weird alternate universe that uh, George McFly becomes Batman. <laughs> uh, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. Crossover. Listen, DC, we got a terrific idea, but you got to get Universal involved. What the fuck is that? Is that a whole mannequin over there swimming? Could be. I didn't I didn't catch it. It is enchantment under the sea after all. This is actually my favorite scene in the whole movie coming up. I fucking love this scene. This is where Marty plays Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> And you're uh, talking about Back to the Future, too. I'm always expecting, like, 
uh, doctor can be like, well, then get out of there. <laughs> you know, they were going to cut this scene from the movie. I mean, I guess uh, they did a test screening and like audiences loved it. So they kept it in. Oh yeah. It's, it's a great part yeah, of the movie. It's like a high octane <laughs> like scene. It's great. And everybody is professional dancers. <laughs> yeah. I think swing was a class they taught in high school in 1955. That guy, like, down on the ground, like, hold, one arm holding himself up, and he's snapping his fingers. That just makes me hurt. Look at it. <laughs> like, now, like, I'm in the hospital for a couple of days. Oh, shit, sitting here, like, the way I'm sitting and talking to the microphone, I'm going to be, ba- I'm barely going to be able to get up. Yeah, I'm going to have to do calisthenics when uh, we're done with this episode. <laughs> I love how he had to emphasize like his last name. Like, mm-hmm. how many cousins Marvin do you have? He didn't want people connecting the dots too hard on yeah. these. It's like just, just keep going. Uh, the captions say playing power chords. <laughs> 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 Ah, yes, power cords. <laughs> I understand. I'll tell you who doesn't understand the band. What the hell is going on here? Amp was $25, you asshole. Yeah, Jesus, that's a lot of money in 1955. <laughs> that's a couple of Franklins, easy. <laughs> I'm just uh, watching it now. I'm just waiting for somebody yelling in the background, "Fucking Slayer!" Have you guys ever figured out like why like George and Lorraine don't remember Marty and when they go back to the future? That's always bugged me. Like the guy that's responsible for getting them together, you don't remember who that is. I always just kind of qual like I'm always like, well, he was really only in their lives for like a second, so they probably think they remember what he looks like, and it's just kind of been muddled by time. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. And then like you know they name their kid after that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point too. We're gonna name him after a guy I almost fucked at the Enchantment of the Sea. But it was like kissing my brother. So we changed. Yeah. Yeah, I decided no. Nothing happened, but for a week I wanted him so bad. He has his name on his underwear and everything. George is looking at her like, bitch, what you mean, nice name? What about George? Fuck. Yeah, yeah. George Jr. I think, like, we're closing in on the end. Like, these last 12 minutes are about as perfect as I've ever seen, like, for a finale in a movie. Mm. I still get fucking tense watching this. 
Oh yeah, it's when that car doesn't start, it's like, oh shit. And then like Doc's gonna fall off the fucking clock tower. <laughs> nice calculator watch, Marty. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this meteorologist really sucks. This is a hell of a storm. <laughs> Shit flying everywhere. Yeah, it's like a typhoon's getting right rolling in the hill valley. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, we didn't see this one coming. Sorry, guys. That or to recall to one of our earlier episodes, a Terminator's getting ready to land in 1955. Hey. It's my kind of time travel crossover. <laughs> Make sure you guys check out that episode, by the way. It's in the archives. It's in the vault. When we ever release any of these. <laughs> I was going to say, it's vaulted already. Damn, this is exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a smart marketing move. <laughs> Give us $5 and we'll send you a copy of it. Did you guys watch the first Terminator or Terminator 2? We did Terminator 2, the better one. Nice, nice. Good move. So I think, yeah, like two movies that we inst- like we really love, we've kind of ruined by doing these shows, like this one and Terminator 2. <laughs> oh. And then we did Step Brothers, and like I don't think him and I talked through half of it because we're just waiting for the punchlines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said that would be a problem. I, I've already noticed myself just kind of falling into this movie. I, I can only imagine like Step Brothers or something where I'm just like, well, I haven't seen this in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was. Well, actually, I tried watching Step Brothers with, uh, and my son was in the room, and like he ever since then he's like referenced ball sacks on drum kits <laughs> oh boy yeah I was like oh man I'm just waiting for him to drop that bombshell like my in-laws my mom would find it funny but my in-laws would probably like be horrified <laughs> well sounds perfect to me <laughs> little known fact about Doc Brown Olympic sprinter <laughs> He's agile. <laughs> He'd easily get drafted in like the sixth round of the NFL draft. If it were, like you know, <laughs> I mean, at worst, he'd be an undrafted free agent. Yeah, great hands, very agile for his size. Hey, the way people are opting out right now, he has a chance. Very cerebral True. player, just questionable blocking <laughs> and questionable character traits. He has a bit of a coke habit. Go. <laughs> He's going to be a PR problem. So you're saying also, he'll fit in perfectly. Yeah, I say. Also, he's in his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> For the next 30 years, he's in his 50s. 
<laughs> he's forever 50s. <laughs> well, I think we established earlier he killed a Highlander. He got bit by a vampire. Oh, you're right. I missed that. I forgot that in the continuity. I'm actually surprised they could hear one another because if that were like me yelling at him, I would just nod like, okay, I understand. I don't know what he's <laughs> yeah. Talking, saying. Yeah, we, we we used to have a church down the block from us, and, you know, every 15 minutes, it's, yeah, you're just nodding and saying, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fun uh, fact, that was the gargoyle used in Batman. <laughs> gets how do, around how do you get this shit up there the first time an elaborate setup of levers and pulleys yeah I'd like to see him setting that up the day beforehand <laughs> like it's like ah oh, god damn it just don't mind me <laughs> explaining it to people like, oh, no, no it's there's gonna be lightning ton of lightning trust me it's gonna be electric <laughs> I was gonna say that's a perfect setup for the drum set <laughs> I'm glad somebody's looking out for Doc Brown because his dog doesn't give a fuck if he gets murdered or <laughs> nope <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure if like, I was gone, as long as my dog could go about his business as usual, when he wanted to, he wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, it's still like, Tense. Yeah. Typical DeLorean won't fucking start. Well, if Doc would have gotten that part from AutoZone instead of like the local fucking parts dealer, it probably would have worked okay. Because <laughs> they have a money back guarantee. Is he more upset that he can't reach it or his pants are ripping? There you go, just headbutt it. That's what I do. <laughs> This was a good suggestion for a movie, Russ. I fucking love this movie, man. It's easily in my top five all-time movies. It's really easy to talk about what's happening, too. Like, it's it's super 
it's a super fun movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah, shit. God damn it. What else could go wrong? Okay, so how far down the street was this? A couple miles? <laughs> <laughs> shit. As much as necessary. He did precise calculations, so I'm I'm taking him at his word that it's going to hit 88 miles an hour and that lightning strike's going to hit just then. And he factored in the possibility of a zip line situation. Marty's got a lot of trust in him because if uh, if this lightning doesn't hit precisely at that right time, he's going right through that fucking building over here. Yeah, I love that in these movies. There's always something in the way of shit goes sideways. <laughs> it's like what? It's like there's always like high stakes. It's like, well, you're gonna die if this doesn't work. First time I seen this, I thought Doc Brown was dead when that lightning went through there. But <laughs> well, he would have been. He's a strong <laughs> motherfucker. Also, that lightning moved through that cable extremely slowly. Great, <laughs> the lamp's on fire. We can host the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> The Atomic Kid. This is 1985 right now. Like it's basically that's Tommy Lee Jones and Joe Pantliano. They're looking for uh, Doc Brown right now. <laughs> Porno theaters no more. It pretty much happens to like every abandoned movie theater. I'll just turn it into a church. Wait a minute. There's two movie theaters? Apparently. They really like their movies there. It's a very odd dynamic. There's a porno theater, then like right down the street's a fucking church. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Well, the fucking thing's frozen. What do you expect? Hey, man, can I get a ride to the mall? <laughs> Luke, you still there? I might have had to put you on mute for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> I told a very funny joke, and I didn't get no laughter from that. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, apologies. I, I, I laughed, but like I said, you were on mute. It, I didn't think I uh, could save that bathroom break for uh, 
10 more minutes. <laughs> Funny story, uh, we did uh, an episode, like uh, the fir- one of the first ones we did, I had to pause it to go to the bathroom, and instead of hitting, like, pause again to resume it, I hit record, and I just wiped out, like, an hour's worth of fucking stuff, like, material. I oh, Jesus. <laughs> I was just like, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore, I give up. <laughs> Just loop some of my earlier laughter in to your jokes. That that should work. <laughs> or I'll just add a laugh track. <laughs> oh shit. I was only pretending to be dead. Gotcha. <laughs> it was a funny joke I've been contemplating for 30 years. That's my buddy, Steve and Eddie. <laughs> I still did business with Olivia, so I figured that was cool. <laughs> Those slugs seriously look like uh, the slugs from Terminator 2. Yeah, say, don't they rip him apart? I think we've established that Doc Brown is actually a T-1000. And it's just going to meld back together here in a minute. He used that time to become a Highlander and a <laughs> robot from the future. <laughs> it's been a long 30 years, Marty. <laughs> Had a lot to do with no friends. <laughs> I like that he seems to care enough about having dogs to keep getting the same kind of dog, but they seem so inconsequential to his life when he has them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're just there. They're show dogs. <laughs> they're to make me relatable, Marty. <laughs> appeals to the the mom demographic (laughs) 70s moms love dogs love them (laughs) i would have thought that would woke up maybe a couple of neighbors at least damn kids out there the fuck's going on out there damn near two o'clock in the morning Oh, it was the 80s. There was a lot of cocaine around, you know? Oh, yeah, they're already up. Just people (laughs) ripping around. Yeah. Who fucking sleeps like that? Yeah, like, all his limbs are asleep right now. (laughs) It's like Kurt Angle threw him in a chicken wing, and he fucking, like, passed out. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, our furniture is slightly nicer. (laughs) (laughs) And the walls look nice. 
and my siblings have are dressed nicer but still live at home yeah they're like smooching <laughs> off their parents although they make all this money you know she's fancy because she's eating fresh fruit out of a bowl <laughs> yep <laughs> I got a job interview at Burger King Marty it's a step up <laughs> Man, they still did Leah Thompson dirty in this one. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they give her like a five head? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to know what George McFly is doing now. Like they, unless like the kids are supporting mom and dad. Isn't he like an author or something? Well, he writes his first correctly? book. His first book gets published, but like, what does he do beforehand? Oh, that's fair. I mean, like, unless, like, they paid him a shitload of money in advance. Like, okay, well, we can scrap that piece of shit car that Biff wrecks. <laughs> well, Marty, I'm cucking Biff. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Thomas Wilson plays Biff like with a slight learning disability in this. Yeah. <laughs> he seems very it's, simple now. It's a very nuanced performance <laughs> of Thomas Wilson. I mean, honestly, Thomas Wilson's probably one of the more impressive actors in this entire series. He plays so many different versions of himself. Oh, yeah. I think he's a real MVP. We don't I still just... love, Ma I love Mad Dog 3. God. <laughs> I think if I would have, like, uh, you know, beforehand, like, Mom and Dad had a shitty, uh, what looked to be like a fucking Honda Civic. And then, like, when I get back to 1985, there's that bitchin'-ass truck. Like, I probably would have fainted. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, shit, everything good, girl. I guess this is one of the reasons why Crispin Glover didn't come back for the sequels is because he didn't like the way that, like, once everything got, like, squared away, like, how they made it materialistic, like, McFly's were successful or something. That's a weird reason. I've never understood why, like, that suit that Doc's wearing is acceptable, but I wear that to a job interview and they kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> And am I the only one that thinks that uh, Doc's going to chug that beer at first when he picks it up? <laughs> it's been a rough day. I need a pick-me-up, Monty. That actually would have been pretty great. <laughs> no, that's for me. I don't care that it's been in a trash can for two days. And who throws away binge. half a high life? <laughs> I'm on a cocaine binge, Monty. I need something to bring me down. I'm thirsty. <laughs>
that line right there. My brother, it's not like a movie guy at all, but when we were kids, he talks in his sleep at night sometimes, and I heard him say that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've told me that before. Yeah, it's like, so weird. All right, um, I guess a couple questions. Uh, MVP of the movie. Uh, Doc. Yeah, I'd give it to Doc, too. I, I always go with Thomas Wilson. I love that guy. Biff is a tough guy to portray. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, except for, like, I knock him down a notch because of the whole rape thing that's about to happen. Well, in the he, he is very I'm rapey. I'm not saying I identify with the character. <laughs> I really hope not. I'm just, I'm we're we're going to have to edit him all the way out now. <laughs> yeah. Luke's canceled. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he had the hardest, one of the harder jobs in this movie. Yeah. And I, I might be pushing that onto the sequels as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you are right to an extent, like he plays like a bully and just a real piece of shit. And then he becomes like, basically like he has that department store retail voice, like when he's in the new nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Hey, Georgia books here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that's been another uh, episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. Luke, man, thanks for uh, coming on. Yeah, thanks. Hey, uh, make sure you come on again. That was excellent. Yeah, I'm I'm always around. I appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. Well, actually, I wrote it in my my uh, my diary that I'm going to have him on again at some point. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, good. Well, it's in my dream journal too. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, we'll we'll compare notes. All right, man. Perfect. Well, well Lucas. Till next time. Till next time. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. Later.